0: This is episode number 836 on The Secret of the Law of Attraction. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Rhonda Byrne said, we become what we think about. Energy flows where attention goes. Welcome to this special episode where we're talking about the secret of the law of attraction. Now, if you have heard about the book, The Secret, or the movie, The Secret, the movement that it became, the law of attraction became something that a lot of people talked about a decade ago. It became more mainstream, and it's becoming more mainstream even today. But So many people haven't mastered this. And so many people think that, okay, if I just think about something, uh, you know, it's going to come to me. If I think about a million dollars, I'm going to have a million-dollar check the next day. That's not the case. There is a power to the law of attraction. And I wanted to do a special episode where I bring you some of the key individuals who are in the movie and in the book who talk about this, who have lived it, who have acted on their actions For decades, and have helped millions of people collectively around the world manifest more greatness in their life. So we are bringing you some of these key individuals from The Secret. We've got Michael Beckwith, who is a minister, author, and founder, and spiritual director of Agape International Spiritual Center. He's done some incredible work. He's been featured in every news site you can think about, from Dr. Oz to Oprah uh, to Larry King. He's been all over the world and helped millions of people. We've got Lisa Nichols, international motivational speaker, best selling author, philanthropist, founder and CEO of Motivating the Masses. Again, also been all over the place on Oprah, Steve Harvey, Dr. Phil, CNN, and spoken in front of hundreds of thousands of people. We've got Jack Canfield, who's a multiple New York Times best selling author and founder and chairman of the Canfield Training Group which trains entrepreneurs, educators, corporate leaders and motivated individuals how to accelerate their achievement of their goals. Also created Chicken Soup for the Soul series which uh, blew up and sold a ton of books as well if you remember those series. John Asaraf who has built five multi-million dollar companies, written two New York Times best-selling books, featured in eight movies including The Secret as well. We've got Bob Proctor, who we just had on, New York Times bestselling author, speaker, coach, and co-founder of Proctor Gallagher Institute, doing the work for more than 40 years, one of the biggest names in prosperity and personal development. So we've got these key individuals to bring you wisdom on the secret of the law of attraction. And in this interview, and episode, we talk about visualization as a tool to stir emotions and then become action. Because it's not just thinking about something. It's the action and intention behind the action is what's going to manifest it. The powerful difference between anger versus righteous indignation. How to program your brain to become more disciplined. You know, There's a lot of distraction going on in the world right now. How do we program our brain to be disciplined? Negative self-talk and the effect it has on your brain and body how detrimental it actually is for you, and how using our imaginations correctly can break us from our conditioning. I am so excited about this. If this is your first time here, make sure to share this with a friend. Text one friend this link, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Text them this link and say, hey, I think you should check this out. It's going to help you in your business, your life, your relationships. Check it out right now. And tag me at Lewis Howes on social media when you're listening so I can connect with you over there. your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20 Pure Leaf. That's promo code
1: 20pureleaf
0: for 20% off.
1: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
0: Okay, quick math. slash greatness NetSuite.com/greatness. Again, head to NetSuite.com/greatness. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode on the secret of the law of attraction.
2: People have a tendency to care more about what other people are thinking about them than what their soul wants, and so they live from oh. Uh, What is so-and-so gonna think of me? What's my mother gonna think of me? What's the society's gonna think of me? And inside, everyone has a destiny, bright, beautiful destiny. The soul is calling us to to greatness, your name of your show, Mm -hmm. to be great beings, to be great lights, to live fully. And oftentimes, people will dim their light in order to fit into someone else's paradigm and end up with crisis, end up with disease, end up with, (laughs) Prolonged sadness. Yeah. When if you just step out of that, there's so much life to live, you see. So I think a lot of people are just run by what others are thinking about them rather than what their soul wants. Yeah,
0: powerful. I think when we shine our light, the challenges sometimes there are people that try to take us down. Oh, yeah. Right? Listen. So how do we handle that when, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how much positivity you try to put in the world, yeah. how much good you try to do? someone's always going to try to take you down, how should we handle that?
2: Well, first of all, we have to be aware that, that mediocrity always attacks excellence. Ooh. It's kind of a rule. No one's attacking a couch potato. Right. No, know, one yeah, no one cares. No one cares. If you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips and getting fat and, and doing nothing, no one says anything. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start to walk toward your dream and you start to break habits, you start to change relationships that no longer serve that dream, you start to be talked about. Now, many people... Are afraid of failure, which really means that they're afraid of being ridiculed. Mm-hmm. But once you become aware that you're going to be ridiculed if you fail, and you're going to be talked about if you succeed, then you're able to put that aside because you know you're going to be talked about either. No matter way. what, yeah. If you go for it and you fall, oh, he went for it and he didn't make it. Or if you go for it and succeed, they'll say, oh, it was mm-hmm. luck. Whatever they say about you. So once you get out of your mind or become aware that people are going to talk about you either way, then you go for it, you see. And at the end of the day, you are different because you went for it. That you going for it actually brings out latent powers and gifts and talents within you that can't come to bloom unless you go for it. So then when you reach your next mountaintop, and mountaintops are endless, yeah. when, you meet, when you reach your next peak, who's with you, are the people that are supposed to be with you or could be with you based on what you have become. Now you go for another peak and then the people that are supposed to be with you there are with you and all the nations. You might shed some people who came with you from the first. Shed the ballast,
0: yeah. Yeah. Some people might come with you to the next mountain but some people might
2: be left behind, right? Absolutely, you keep your heart open. You never just jettison people out of your life. Your heart is open but you're constantly growing and unfolding so I think that Uh, When you're you're going for a goal, it's not just achieving the goal. It's actually who are you becoming on the way to bringing that goal into manifestation. And then your new becoming, you have a different vibration. And now the people at that vibration are hanging with you. They support, they love, they appreciate you, they cheer you on, rather than tear you down. If you're living in a paradigm of scarcity and lack, you tear people down. Mm-hmm. If you're living in a paradigm of abundance and opulence, there's enough for everybody, you cheer people on. So your success makes me happy. Right. You know, oh, oh look what Lewis did. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not in the paradigm of thinking that because you succeed, there's less for me. hmm. I'm in the paradigm of thinking if you succeed, that's a shining example. Yeah. What he did is possible.
0: I can go do that or something else. I can yeah, do yeah. what I can
2: do. Yeah. In my life. Yeah. yeah. So. What's the thing that you're most proud
0: of, of who you've become? on all the mountaintops that you've reached?
2: I think I have a, just a, a deep sense of uh, compassion for people. And I have a, a very um, deep well of forgiveness. You do? Yeah, where people are concerned. I, I just- you forgive quickly, quickly. or? Quickly, nothing sticks. Nothing sticks to me. I was just recently with um, a good friend of mine, Cicely Tyson, she, she comes to Agape when she comes in town. And we're having a conversation and she was indicating, there were some things that had been done to her recently. Mm. And she had no bitterness about it. Really? And she's 94.
0: Wow, and like I said, someone attacked her or did something wrong by her. Somebody stole
2: some stuff from her. Yeah. They preyed on her because she's a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, I don't have time to let that burden me. Mm. I, I have too much life to live. And she's 94 years old. I want to be like that. I don't have time to hold the burden of rancor or resentment if somebody says something, or whatever the case may be. And I think I've always had a deep well of that. Mm. But being with her recently made me know that I could go a little deeper.
0: Wow. <laughs> Is there ever a time to be angry in I, life?
2: Yeah, I think there's, there's a difference between just anger and righteous indignation. Righteous indignation, we should be indignant when we live in a country and there are people that can't eat. Yeah. You know, we live in a country of so-called wealth, and we still have uh, people that don't have universal healthcare or just the basic needs that can be provided by our society or the way we treat women Mm -hmm. or things of that particular nature. I think that there's a righteous indignation that's different from just being angry or living at a high level of pithosity all the time that only sends toxic chemicals through our body temple. So sometimes anger can be a masking emotion for fear. People can actually be afraid and they mask it with anger. So no, I think there's righteous indignation, you know, with time that we need to act, time that we need to make a difference, need to let our voice speak about things that need to be changed.
1: I love doing visualizations Mm -hmm. because, and and it's really important in the visualization, you can't see it over there. You have to see it right here. You got to feel it right here. Like I am, it's all I am. I am. I am in my dream home. I am in my dream relationship. And then unpack what that looks like. But most importantly, unpack what it feels like. And when you have that, that emotion in this moment, all of a sudden you stir up something that I don't think will ever go back to sleep. It'll go, okay, let's go get that. And what it really does is it sets up a state of cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is when you see something in your mind and you see yourself in a way that your behaviors are not currently leading to it. So your mind becomes disrupted and it goes, okay, can we get there? Right. Because I'm not there right now. I'm not there right now and that's not comfortable. Your mind wants to literally be congruent. What it thinks is what you're doing. What it thinks is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so when you set up a constant and abundant thinkers like you and I, Mm -hmm. we do it unconsciously. Mm -hmm. We are constantly keeping ourselves in a state of cognitive dissonance meaning, okay, what else? And I'm seeing Lisa over there and I'm going, okay, let me go. Wow while being grateful for my now. It's not in that I'm going to be whole and complete when I get over there. I'm whole and complete now. I just know I'm supposed to be over there. So let me do what's necessary to get over there. And let me me evict any behaviors or characteristics that are stopping me and let me adopt any new ones that I need. Right, right. How does someone
0: discover their unique calling? Because you talk about that in the book, discovering your unique calling. What if people are like, I don't even know what I want. I know I want to be... Uh, Out of the place I'm in, I want to be abundant, wealthy, healthy, great relationships, but I don't know what my purpose or calling is right now.
1: I think that people put... Uh, too big of uh, a notion on purpose in that they think that it has to look like a Nelson Mandela or a Mother Teresa or Oprah or a you or a Mm -hmm. I. And and a lot of times what you're really good at is right in front of you. Mm. What you're really great at is right in front of you and to recognize that your calling and your purpose can change. Right. That it can change. You have a long lifetime. It's not going to be the same calling the whole time. And so allow yourself to evolve. Allow your purpose to evolve. What's that thing you do effortlessly? that you give no credit to because you're, you're you're just looking past it. Oh, it can't be that because it's not hard. Well, how about it doesn't have to be <laughs> exactly. difficult. How about the fact that you're a great listener? How can you take that and, and use that and expand it? And and don't compare yourself to someone else. Comparison, I think Benjamin Franklin said comparison is the thief of all joy. It's all, When you mm-hmm. look left or right, you know, people are always comparing me to Oprah Winfrey or Yanla von Zahn or, or Les Brown or Tony Robbins. I said, listen, I will, if you want me to give you Oprah or Yanla or Tony or Les, I'm always going to 1000% fail you. Mm -hmm. But if you're ever interested, I do a damn good Lisa Nichols. (laughs) I do. I I do a good Lisa Nichols. And so when you look at what are my gifts? What are my unique gifts? I knew very early on I was a gifted speaker. I wasn't certified as a gifted speaker. I haven't passed any courses as a speaker. Matter of fact, the last time I took a speech class, I got a D minus. And my speech teacher told me, "Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a desk job. That was in my freshman year of college, the last speech class I took. So a lot of times your gift and your purpose, you've discounted it. Either because someone else discounted it or what's more common is you don't know how to monetize it. Yes. And sometimes the greatest gift you have to give is not for fee, it's for free. You watch people like you and I and go, well, why can't I get paid for it? Well, not every gift you're supposed to get paid for. Nelson Mandela did not get paid Mm -hmm. for leading 27 years when he got out of prison. He got paid after that, but he was a great leader while he was in prison. Mm -hmm. And Martin Luther King, he was a, he, he got paid from the church, but his right his fight for civil rights, that was a free one. And he paid the highest cost. And you can go on and on and on to some of the greatest leaders, Mahatma Gandhi. It wasn't a paycheck. Right. And so, and I'm not, and, and I know we're scaled down to our version, mm-hmm. but don't get attached to having to get paid for your gift.
0: Right. Yeah. I started this podcast as a way of, I'm going to do this for free for a year. I'm not going to take any sponsors. I'm right, not going right, to do right. anything. I'm not going to sell anything. I'm just going to create and facilitate great conversations. And, and that's it. And now the the money is coming in right. because of how it's impacted people's lives. And your intention
1: but, was in the right place. Yeah.
0: But I wasn't like, how can I do this right now to make money? It was, how can I serve the maximum number of people?
1: That right there, that when people live in a place of servant mm-hmm. leadership, my grandmother said when I was 24, if you leave and how you, how can you serve the most people? When I sit with my team, I go, how can we serve more mm-hmm. people? How can we serve? Last year, we were able to touch... 30 million people. Wow. How And that's all our question. Now, as we serve, our platform gets brought up. But how can we serve? Don't tell me how we can make more money. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested. Sure how can we serve more? Because if I do the right thing for the right reasons, mm-hmm. everything I need will be a byproduct of that. Exactly. So yeah. I think we get caught up in, you know, society allows us to have us, has us looking at possessions. And so we begin to measure our joy and our abundance on possessions. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend. He's worth 14 billion dollars. Wow. How do you even write that? I had to write it down <laughs> so I could see it. How zeros is that? Right, right, right. A lot. He's worth $14 billion. I checked my email on my phone before we started and he's on my phone asking me, please come visit me because mm. he's lonely. Mm. He's rich, but he's not abundant. Yeah. He flew from Canada to, to come to my house for New Year's just to be around people who were celebrating and wanted nothing from him. And so don't pursue the things. Pursue the acts of service and everything you need will come, I promise you.
3: Well, we've actually seen uh, studies done where when somebody yells at themselves, you know, gosh darn it, why are you so stupid, Jack? You know, I can't find my keys, I kind of It actually affects the brain in a negative way. It actually creates a vibration that almost, is, I want to say it destroys brain cells mm. But uh, uh, John Asraf in a recent video he put on, actually showed some brain cells dying when people were thinking negative no thoughts. No way. Yeah. So some of the new neuroscience out there. But, but more interestingly, um, Dr. Masaru Omoto, who did all this uh, work with water, he actually- um, Yeah, I've seen that. Takes, put the negative words on Yeah, puts yeah. negative words on the bottle. But he my, his first experiment was to put a bottle of water, like, you know, a little avion Bottle of water on a thing, have all of his students send negative energy. I hate you, you're stupid, you're a fool. Took that water, froze it in little petri dishes, bring it out, stick it under a microscope with a camera on top, and as the water starts to melt, I mean, the, the crystal starts to melt, it forms these big, ugly black blobs. Take the same kind of water, another bottle on a different day, send positive energy to the water, freeze it, put it under the petri dish when it's melting forms beautiful snow crystals. Mm. So we know that two things were fascinating. Water has memory and 85% of your body is made up of water. Your brain is made up of even more water, uh, higher percentage. So when you're saying negative things to yourself, you're affecting yourself in a physiological way. If you say, I am sick, you're actually creating sick in the future. Oh my gosh. See, a lot of people think when they're describing the present, they're dis- well i'm sick you know but the fact is you're prescribing the future by describing the present as it is oh. and most people never get that so this is why the people that live the most effective lives are always acting as if they're in the future and the future's perfect you know not waiting to get there right i do this de- demonstration on stage when i teach this and i say you know someone walks out and says i feel bad today then the body goes. Oh, you want to feel bad? We'll give you a bad. Then you hunch over. Uh, now I feel worse. Oh, you want worse? We'll give you worse. And then pretty soon I'm crawling across the stage. Huh. You know. But it all started with I don't feel good. Instead of saying you know, and, and you know, we've all learned to say things like I'm having a healing crisis. I'm cleansing. Sure, know? sure. But instead of saying I'm sick. Because basically, anything you say with the words I am, your subconscious will then take that as a command. Mm. And so we're we're constantly programming our subconscious. We think we're describing it, but we're actually prescribing it. Are there studies
0: of people that are constantly saying self-negative talk or expressing negative things against people who are positive constantly, who are who die at earlier ages, or who have more cancer? Are there any studies about that, about the actual lifespan of someone when they would suffer? I
3: don't know of studies about negative self-talk, but I do know that negative self-talk creates people being unhappy. Sure. And there are tons of studies that happy people live longer, they recover from diseases faster, they don't get as many diseases, their marriages last longer, yeah. um, they, li- you know, live longer, uh, people that, uh, that are, uh, in a, in a positive space, um, everything, every statistic, every statistic is better. Sure. No matter what it is. How does someone be positive when
0: they're broke and they're, you know, people are cheating on them and they're coming from a bad family or they're in a bad neighborhood? How does someone come from that place of the future is great or the future is perfect or I
3: am, healthy when they're not? It's a choice. You simply have to choose it. See, once I learned, early on, I was in graduate school and I read a book called Seth Speaks, and it was about all the stuff we're talking about. And uh, it was a, a book channeled by this woman named Jane
0: too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com, where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Roberts, and I said, it just rung true as truth. I just said, this feels right. And what, what she, she was teaching is that your beliefs are a choice, We think our beliefs are the result of seeing something outside of us. We say, oh, I believe if a spider bites you, your skin turns red because that's what I saw happen. Yeah, yeah. But we can hypnotize people, tell them uh, 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 my thumb is a poker, hit them on the hand, and their hand will form a blister. We can tell people that this is poison ivy and have, give them maple leaves, and they'll do that, and their skin will break out in a rash. Sure. Tell people the poison ivy is a maple leaf, run the poison ivy on it, nobody breaks out in a rash. Right. So we know that so much of our internal behavior and our, our feel-good is created by beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now, then the question I had was, well, what should I believe? You know, what if I believe <laughs> the wrong thing, and I'm going to get myself in trouble? I have this big I was afraid to believe anything for a while (laughs) and then I realized the only beliefs that make any sense are the beliefs that will Take you from where you are to where you want to go. So what are the beliefs that successful people believe? You know look at Oprah Winfrey born into poverty, you know sexually abused as a child But she believed that she could get to where she wanted to go someone else without that belief didn't try So simply the belief and it's a choice Everything is a binary choice. You're either believing something that takes you where you want to go or something that takes you away from where you want to go. You're choosing love or you're choosing the opposite, which is fear. It's like, it's a computer code, zero or one. Which do you want to choose? Now you have to become conscious because most people around you are unconscious and they're just agreeing with everything that's sure, negative. Sure. That's why you want to hang out with positive people. Right. But if you read books like this, if you go to seminars and you meditate and you listen to podcasts, surround yourself with positive energy Pretty soon, you get engulfed in this positive thinking, and then all of a sudden, your life transforms. Right.
4: Beliefs are the lens by which we actually see the world and by which we behave. And so, if you want to change your results, don't focus on changing your behaviors, change your focus on the beliefs that drive your behaviors. Mm. Right. Powerful. Yeah. And so the the next question though is, well, great. Where, what kind of beliefs beliefs do I have? Right. (laughs) Well, well, we have two types of beliefs and this is, this is where it can get a little bit, you know, heady. And that is, you know, when you start talking about my brain, Mm. it's an organ. It's like your heart is an organ. You can speed up your heart. You can slow down your heart. You can, you know, speed up the brain waves in your brain. You can slow them down. You can tune in, you can tune out. We haven't been given the user's manual for the most powerful things that we're aware of. That's right. And so the great news, you know, I know you being an athlete and a successful businessman, you have discipline. You cannot. (laughs) You can't achieve results. Achieve results without (laughs) some kind of discipline. Exactly. And so we know that there's some fundamental truths to Mm -hmm. achieving success. And every successful person will tell you, you know, and Jim Rohn is—I know you—you you love Jim Rohn. So sure. you either pay, pay the price of discipline, or you pay the price of regret. Discipline mm. weighs ounces; regret weighs tons. <laughs> That's good. But the the thing is, can you teach discipline? The answer is yes. Mm. How you have to have a willing participant, mm. and if the participant's reason why is big enough, if they know I want to achieve X, mm-hmm. and the reason why, the motive for their action, motivation, the motive for their action is a reason beyond just themselves, Mm. chances are they will do more to achieve that success than if it was just left up to their own. But there are some people that are born, you know, with incredible drive. They just have this insatiable drive and they'll just, I'll do whatever it takes for the things that I want. And there's other people that want things, but they just don't have this insatiable drive. And this is where, you know, I as much as I hated school, mm. I love to use schools and analogy. Yeah. In the game of life, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, career, business, spirituality, fun experiences, you have to decide what level of the game do I want to play at? Mm-hmm. Is it the grade school level, the kindergarten level, the high school level, the university level, the pro level? Because each one of those levels requires a totally different mindset and totally different skill set. Mm. They're building blocks on each other, but if you are extremely talented, but you're not prepared to practice and rehearse and drill and fall and fail forward to the next attempt, you will never make it as a pro. You will never make it as a pro business person. You'll never make it as a pro husband or Mm -hmm. wife or athlete or musician. You just never will. So just get used to that if you're not prepared to pay the price. If you are prepared to pay the price and you have the aptitude and the talent, Mm -hmm. now we're talking about there's some real potential here. And what we don't know is, you know, what's in your heart? Like, what is the fire that stirs you that yeah. that you wake up saying, I will do this even when I don't feel like it. I will do whatever it takes to overcome my temptation for mediocrity, my temptation for excuses, my temptation for um, reasons and circumstances to hold me back. I won't allow those to be in my way. Mm. And if you have that within you, you'll achieve whatever you choose. Right. And so the question you asked before is how do you develop that? Start small. Yeah. Start small. So if you don't have discipline, show to your show yourself that you can give yourself one command and one follow through. So you know what? Um, right now I'm going to get up. I'm going to do two push-ups. Right now, not not like later. Now, right. can you give yourself a simple command? One sit up. Right now, I'm going to go get a glass of water. You start with something ridiculous. I, I learned many years ago. Reduce it to the ridiculous. Hmm. So, for reduce it to the ridiculous, I start. I say, Can you do that? Great. Will you? Because that's the difference right there. Mm. Is that's the razor's edge. Can the people you? Who yes, can, Will you? Will you? Yeah. Great. When. Now. Now. Yeah. Right? So if you develop that skill, and Mm -hmm. specifically from a brain plasticity, a neuroplasticity perspective, as soon as you do that, you give yourself a command and you take the action, you have just created a neural pattern that you can give yourself a command and take action. Now, that may just be one time. Well, what if you did that every hour by putting a little bell on your computer? And every hour, like if you were, if my computer was open, I'd have um, every hour it, it would say it's twelve o'clock, it's one o'clock, and really? I take sixty seconds just to be in control of my mind. Hmm. 60 seconds—I don't care where. You I stop am. what you're doing. Stop. Take six breaths. Breathe. Just get, just get centered. Am I on track? Am I off track? Am hmm. I doing something I shouldn't be doing versus a high-impact activity that I need to be doing? Every hour, I've trained myself to just reset. I didn't always do that. So I just started with one a day. Right. Then two. Sure. Then three. Then it was working so well, I said, great, let's do this every hour. But more importantly is as soon as you become the person who believes in themselves, you see, everything you do or don't do leaves an imprint on your self-worth and self-esteem scale.
0: And you know it. Absolutely. You know it. Yeah. Every time you have that cake or that cookie, you either believe in yourself or you don't believe in yourself. Right. Yeah.
4: Every time you're you're voting with every decision, you're disqualifying with every negative belief. You're qualifying with every positive. Same with behaviors. So you start to get getting aware of am I qualifying myself to move forward or am I disqualifying myself through what I say I want? And what I do or don't do over and over and over again, because thought patterns become emotional patterns, which become behavioral patterns. Mm -hmm. And our brains pick up on our thought, emotional, and behavioral patterns and says, hey, you know what? You've done that one enough. I'm just going to make that automatic for you. So all of a sudden… You know, if you're a person who has lots of positive thoughts, but you suck at taking action, <laughs> your brain says, let me make that a permanent pattern for you so you don't have to think about it anymore. But I'm also going to create some neural tension, and I'm going to make you pissed off at yourself now. Now you're going to start talking to yourself mm-hmm. about how you don't want to not take action, but you're still taking action.
5: And done different things. Like, I used to watch Earl Nightingale record and when I first went to work for him. He had a recording studio. It'd be like this, where there was a window. My office, I could look in when he was recording. And one day, I realized he's talking to that damn microphone. Right. he does a microphone? He was there. And I thought that microphone's a person to him. Mm-hmm. And you create all great broadcasters. They just talk to one person. They'd they don't say the you person. people or yeah. you folks or talk to you. But they would be talking. And I realized he's talking to the microphone. So at any time of recording, I talked to one person. It's a microphone. If working was an audience, I talked to one person. Mm-hmm. It was just little lessons that I picked up to get better at what I was doing. I remember, if a person's negative in an audience, real negative, there could be 500 people in that audience. That one person's energy is so strong. It stands out, yeah. And there was a woman that I met, Beverly Lynch, years and years ago when I was at Nightgale, uh, Conant, And I asked her one time, I said, she was the speaker. I said, Beverly, what are you doing? There's a negative person in the audience. She smiled. And she says, you talk to the light, not the dark. I thought, wow. (laughs) So obvious. Why did I miss that? So if I'm talking and there's a negative negative or a few negative, I just take one person that's super positive. And it doesn't matter where I'm looking. That's the person I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to that person. So you focus on the positive
0: people. Ah, always. Always. Yeah. You won't try to put your attention on the no, no. person and try to get no. them to be happy mm-hmm. and smile. You just
5: if you just keep putting the positive out. If they just open their mind for a minute, you're in. Yeah, you got to get the uh, the information into their subconscious mind. Yeah, you know.
0: You mentioned I think one of the faculties you said was the most challenging is imagination. Is that one of the most challenging
5: for people? It's not the most challenging. It's uh, it's uh, it's something we really want to gain an understanding of. Because most people use their imagination, they use it the wrong way. They imagine what won't work. They imagine something uh, bad happening. What should we imagine more often every day? We should imagine you should see yourself where you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You've got to live there. There's a great book. You may be familiar with Stella Adler's book, The Art of Acting. Oh, gosh, you've got to get it. Stella Adler was a great acting teacher. She was a method acting teacher. Uh-huh. She, did, she studied under Stanislavsky, the, the Russian acting teacher that originated method acting. Okay. Marlon Brando wrote the forward in her book. He was the first method actor to reach superstardom. Okay. And he wrote the forward in her book. Now, Stella Adler never actually wrote a book. A man named uh, Kissel took all of her teaching, all of her lessons for teaching, and he put them into a a book. So when you read her book, you're going to her acting classes. Mm -hmm. And like Shakespeare said, we're all actors, you know, the world's the stage, and that's true. Well, when you reach a goal, you're gonna act like you're already there. It's already happened intellectually the second you think about it. It's already happened emotionally when you're emotionally involved with it, so it's only a period of time until it manifests in physical form. But because it's not in physical form, we act like we haven't got it yet. Yeah. Well, so that's why most people stay stuck, because they're acting like they haven't got it yet. Or if I can't act like that, Lewis would see that I haven't got that result. He'll he'll think I'm phony. I gotta quit worrying about what Lewis thinks and start concentrating on what Bob thinks. You see yourself, your imagination, you gotta be that person. Goethe said that. Great. Philosopher, he said, before you can do something, the universe must be something. Mm. So you've gotta be it intellectually. You've gotta be it emotionally. As Saint Solomon says, as a person thinks in their heart, the emotional mind. Well, it's only a period of time then until it manifests physically. That's one of the first laws of the universe is the perpetual transmutation of energy. energy. is moving into form, always. Mm. To form, moving into form, through form, back into form again. So we cause it all to happen the way we think and the way we stay locked into ideas. You know.
0: How should people be developing their imagination on a daily
5: basis in a positive well, way? Well, I think they should take time to image what they want. I have a business partner, Sandy Gallagher, who is a brilliant woman, and she rides horses, uh, gated horses. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in Kentucky right now in big term or, shows there Mm -hmm. she images herself as a world champion every day she takes the time and she sees herself as a world champion she sees herself getting the roses getting the whole thing and that's way you should do it i think you build the image of what you want i mean you obviously image this studio before you ever built it right i mean everything you see here was part of the image in your mind but everything you create, you create twice, once in here, once out here. Mm. you know? So you never get an original painting. Mm. You always get a duplicate. <laughs> the picture's in here. Wow. So we have to see ourselves with what we want here. Now we've got enormous deterrent in our paradigm. We're conditioned genetically and environmentally, and that conditioning is controlling most people's lives. That's why brilliant people are broke. Brilliant people are unhappy. Brilliant people never really accomplish very much. They're absolutely brilliant, but their paradigm is controlling them. Mm. It's all about intellect. They're smart people. But like you gotta consider where we come from. A little particle of energy from mom, a little particle of energy from dad comes swimming along. That's the nucleus of us.
0: you have it, my friend i hope you enjoyed this episode powerful wisdom from these icons in this industry and in this space on the power of the law of attraction and abundance in your life if you enjoyed this please share this with one friend text one friend the link from spotify or your apple podcast player or just text them the link lewishouse.com slash 836 and we will take them right to the episode You can be a champion and a hero in someone's life when you pay this forward, when you add value in someone's life. So text one friend, post it in a WhatsApp group chat, post it in a Facebook group chat you have. Tag me on Instagram stories, at Lewis Howes. I try to connect with as many of you over there when you tag me and you screenshot that you're listening to it or you share your thoughts. I reshare a lot of those as well over on my Instagram. So share with your friends. Share, text it to one friend and post it on social media by being a champion to someone else and helping them improve their life today. And we are three weeks away from Summit of Greatness. Oh my goodness, gonna be exciting, I am pumped. Make sure you get your butts to Columbus, Ohio, September five through seven. We've got people flying in from around the world. So it doesn't matter where you live, people are flying in from your country. And you're going to meet some of those fascinating attendees, speakers, workout leaders, workshop leaders, performers that are coming to present and attend summitofgreatness.com. Check it out right now. I can't wait to meet you and say hi and see how your life is transformed and improved after attending in three weeks. Again, Rhonda Byrne said, We become what we think about. Energy flows where attention goes. The truth is that the universe has been answering all of your life. And the truth is that the universe has been answering you all of your life, but you cannot receive the answers unless you are awake. I hope you're reflecting every single day on your life, on what's working, on what's not working, on where you wanna improve and where you wanna be heading towards and what you wanna be manifesting in your life. The more aware and attentive we are to our thoughts, the more we can shift and adapt and change manifest what we want I hope you're doing that every single day I hope this podcast is supporting your life and helping you improve and guide you the way it does for me this is just as much for me guys the reason I do this show is to help me improve I've got a lot of things I gotta work on all the time and it continues to help me improve my life in every area so I hope you're enjoying this and as always you know what time it is it's time to go out there and do something great